Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. It is a blessing. Here we are on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving. We could call it Thanksgiving Eve. And I'm excited about this week. This entire week, we've been doing a series on the true history of Thanksgiving and how God has used that in the history of America. And we have been a thankful and grateful people up until the last few decades. But I'm telling you, you and I as God's people can certainly stand and thank God for the blessings. Thank God for being born in America and being an American. And we can confess the sins of America as our own sins and ask God's forgiveness and cleansing. Daniel did that for the sins of the nation of Israel. You and I as believers can do the same and should do the same as well. If you've been with me during the week, already you know that we've shared with you how that there were times of great repentance along with thanksgiving and praise. The Continental Congress in 1777, just one year after the Revolutionary War began, they issued the first congressional proclamation of prayer for the young nation, only 13 colonies then. And in that proclamation, they asked them not only to have a day of thanksgiving and praise, but a day of repentance, trusting the merits of Jesus Christ to forgive their sins. George Washington, in October the 3rd, 1789, did the same thing, asking everyone to repent as well as a time of thanksgiving. Perhaps you and I, as the people of God, can repent for our nation, not only our own sins, but ask God's forgiveness for our own nation, agree with Him about the condition of how many are unthankful, unholy, ungodly. And certainly we are there, and Jude described that as well as Paul. So, We know where we are, and we as God's people are the only ones who do know where we are as far as prophetically in the Word of God. Well, today we're going to continue on, and I'm going to read out of Ezra chapter number 8 and verse 21. Ezra 8 and 21 was a very special verse to our pilgrim fathers. Let me read that to you as well as perhaps verse 22 and 23. Ezra 8 and 21. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahava, that we might afflict ourselves before our God to seek of him, to seek of him a right way, the scripture says, the right way for us and for our little ones and for all our substance. They proclaimed a fast, Ezra did. For I was ashamed to require the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy in the way, because we had spoken unto the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all them for good that seek him, but his power and his wrath is against all them that forsake him. So 
we fasted, and we besought our God for this, and he was entreated of us. Now, Ezra 8, verse 21 through 23, were very special verses to our pilgrim fathers. You see, before they left Holland en route to England to board the Mayflower to come to America, we're told by Governor Bradford, William Bradford, he said that they quoted Ezra, or read Ezra chapter 8 and verse number 21 through 23. Say, ready, so being ready to depart from Holland, they had a day of solemn humiliation, prayer, and fasting, and their pastor took the text from Ezra chapter 8 and verse 21. And the rest of the time, after the prayers and the fasting and after the message from their pastor, Pastor Robinson, the rest of the time was spent empowering our prayers to the Lord with great fervency and with abundance of tears And the time being come that they must depart, they were accompanied with most of their brethren out of the city unto a town sundry miles off. And they knew that they were pilgrims. Hebrews 12 reminded them of their pilgrimage. They lift their eyes up to heaven, their dearest country. And when they lifted their eyes to heaven and looked to God, knowing they were pilgrims, it quieted or calmed their spirits. Isn't that a blessing? They also realized as Moses led the children of Israel through the wilderness, says that they claimed Deuteronomy 26, verse 5 and 7. So our pilgrim fathers, before they ever left Holland to go to England to board the Mayflower, My friend, they were claiming the Word of God. They believed God had sent them. They believed God was directing them in every step of the way. They claimed Psalm 107, verses 1 through 8, claiming these verses, that He is good, His mercies endure forever. That's exactly what they were claiming. And their pastor was encouraging them in the same thing. You see, they realized they would never see their loved ones again. They had that in their mind that it was truly a pilgrim journey and they were going into the wilderness, but they needed that in order to have a place for their children, their grandchildren, yea, all of their heritage, to have a place of freedom of worship. That's the reason they fled to Holland in the first place. Then they came back uh, to England just to board the Mayflower and to set sail on. And so they did, and a hundred and three of the pilgrims that set sail, there were only 51 of them, or rather there were only 54 of them left because 51 had died on of that terrible winter, or 52 left because 51 had died in that first winter. Think about that for a moment of the 103 pilgrims that boarded the Mayflower and came, 51 died in the first winter, and now there's only 52 left after the first winter. Now, we're going to talk more on tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, of how God miraculously cared for that group of pilgrims that were there, even though they had many heartaches 
and lost loved ones. Most of the women passed on. All that was left after that first year was uh, 52 people, and most of them were men and children. There were only about two or three women left in the entire group. May I say to you, friend, we don't know, we really do not understand that kind of courage and determination. We don't understand that kind of a commitment to God as our pilgrim forefathers had that commitment to God. Well, we'll talk a little about the Mayflower Compact tomorrow as well, so I hope you'll tune in for that. That was signed on November the 11th, 16 and 20. It was the very first document that was a governing document, constitutional document for this new world. That was the very first one signed on November the 11th, 16 and 20, before they disembarked from the ship. Think about that for a moment. And we'll talk a little bit about that in tomorrow's program. So you be with me for that, all right? And uh, also, let me just remind you that our Sunday service is here, Sunday morning at 10 for a Bible study, Sunday morning worship at 11, Sunday evening worship at 5 o'clock, special services at 5 o'clock. We're doing everything we possibly can to can we say, intervene and interfere with Satan's attack against our young people and our children in our region. Certainly, the crosshairs of the devil is on the children and the teenagers. And we see people so young committing suicide. We see those thoughts. We see our children being attacked. Well, we believe the church of the living God should do something about that. And our services on Sunday evening at 5 o'clock are geared toward that completely. Well, my time's gone. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at AntiochBristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.